It's the RU Review episode number two. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan in the studio. And on the line, as promised, John McAlevey joins us this week. Guys, a great opening road win for Rutgers. And I got to tell you, when I heard that Noah Vedral was hurt, wasn't playing, I was thinking, and then Evan Simon came out there. I was thinking, man, we're not going to win this game. Already a, a touchdown underdog, and, and this is just going to be a tough one. And, you know, the second half, you know, Rutgers, uh, Rutgers came around. Uh, the 96-yard uh, drive in the fourth quarter sealed it, and uh, it wasn't like they were dominant uh, running the ball uh, to that point, but that was a, a dominating drive. They only threw the ball once. And the defense uh, played well enough. Now, if you tell me, like, Zay Flowers is going to catch the ball 10 times, score two touchdowns over 100 yards, I say, you know, Rutgers is going to lose this game. But they played well enough. Uh, BC made a couple mistakes. Uh, Rutgers capitalized on it. A uh, couple of uh, interceptions. And uh, it, listen, um, Rutgers defense stepped up. Offense played well enough. And uh, they were able to survive uh, no bedroll. It was a great win. If you had Johnny Langan as taking the first snap on your bingo card, hey, you won. The odds were really long. That was that was surprising when we all found out that Vedral was out week to week with an upper body injury. But you know what? Give credit to Rutgers. Boston College probably didn't play its A game, but Rutgers had something to do with that. They wore them down. Their size up front eventually won the battle in the trenches on that last drive. And it was a hell of a win. A very important victory. It keeps their bowl hopes alive. If you lose that, then you have to pull an upset somewhere along the way in the Big Ten. Now they've got a shot at it. Now it's realistic. We don't know how the rest of the season's going to play out. No one's really sure who the top teams in the Big Ten are. As we've got, uh, you know, just early in the season, we don't have anything that we can really put our hat on, except that we know the big guys are going to be good. So we'll see how it plays out. And uh, that might be the bold committee calling Rutgers that we heard in the background <laughs> and putting just, it on home, Johnny I just, Boy. I just shut it yes. off. Yes. Well, yeah. and, and doesn't it just feel good to say Al Shadi Salam? I mean, Jersey boy. Yeah, it feels good. So is uh, Kyle, right? Manon guy. Yeah. He's an, also a Jersey guy. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely a good win. Any win you can get on the road, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you can if you can seal the deal, then um, then that's the way to go. Again, the running game, I believe, is going to be their calling card because um, I forget who who the old um, soothsayer was that said, if you have three quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I think mm -hmm. that's unfortunately is the case with Rutgers. Again, you know, you, you got a, a little bit of a look at Mr. Wimsat and, you know, I think the best pass he's thrown is the first pass he threw last year as a freshman, because his, his accuracy is awful right now. And the announcers kept saying that they're really working with him on accuracy, really working with him on that. And if you don't, have touch on a ball and accuracy, you know, he, he came in as the big recruit and so far he has not, you know, lit up the, the scoreboard in any way, shape or form. Yeah, especially on the run, feet. on the run, he's not accurate. Yeah. And I mean, who, who would have thought by now with all of the accolades with him coming in and he stayed his freshman year, he left, you know, that, that he wouldn't be your number one starter right now. And that Noah Vedral is still ahead of him to me. That is a major red flag because Bedrill's a nice gutsy kid, but 
you know, he's not going to keep any defenses awake at night. So yeah. hopefully they can get him back, you know, because uh, you need somebody under center. But again, it's going to be the big boys up front and it's going to be the guys toting the ball. And, uh, and as coach Ciano said, after the game, you know, the chopping and chopping, and he's going to keep chopping and they're going to hand the ball off and they're going to try and shorten games as much as they can. Yeah. Northeast football. Yeah. I'm willing to give Wimsat a little bit of a break. I mean, I know he came in with much acclaim, but it wasn't like he was the number one quarterback in the nation. Number one ranked high school recruit in the nation. He was as high as Rutgers has ever been able to recruit at that position, but Truthfully, there's a reason why Rutgers won that battle, right? I mean, it, he wasn't the number one guy, but he's got some of the skills. He can run like a deer. He showed mm. that, that's for sure. So I'll, yeah. I'll give him, you know, John, I'll cut him a little bit of a break for a little while longer. I mean, he's still a teenager. He's yeah. wet behind the ears. But I know we, we expected so much more. Everyone did. And, and perhaps we were oversold a little bit on what he would do early on. You know, I'm a firm believer in uh, undersell over deliver. Yeah. And right now there is a little spotlight on Wimsat from a negative standpoint because you're expecting that drop back bullet, you know, thread a needle and complete the big pass. So Well, and here's uh, the we'll thing, the, the bullet is there, Matt. I mean, the guy's got the 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 ability. Uh he's got the arm strength and yes, he can run. I've said it and he sh- and he's shown it. Um but he he hasn't made a pass yet i mean he really hasn't uh you know he underthrew the one ball where where it was intercepted and then i you know he again the arm strength is there it's just a question of accuracy and also just, let, let's, let's be a half of the game yeah sure and then <laughs> of course of course but then also he's got you know how what kind of grasp does he have the offense yet and no you know, that's what where, i said I'm, the, I'm willing to cut him a break where he's the receivers are and such and so he's uh you know, but that's a that's a big part of it, as you just mentioned. You know, with the, you know accuracy because that's uh, yeah. You know, was, all the pros, all the guys you right see at the top the levels. Day. You know, the, the the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady. You talk about all their their you know their football intelligence and all that stuff, but these guys are accurate, man. They threw a they throw a ball through a through a tire hoop thirty yards down the field. You know, so mm. it's 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 a huge part of the game. But as you said, Matt, I agree, you know, he's young and and developing and, um, you know, no reason to believe that he can't um, uh, develop his accuracy and uh, and start completing more passes, which everybody wants to see. Uh, Evan Simon looked okay. You know, he was, you know, he 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 made some decisions. He dropped back, He you know, eight of eight of 12. I don't Um, know what they were trying to do there. I mean, there was so much change, you know, except for that last drive. It was basically like, okay, you got a series, you got even a couple of plays within a series. We're bringing somebody else in, I, I, and all, and give all, a guy a chance, and also all, all, I, yeah. all, yeah, all Shiano's saying is, uh, is it gives us our best chance to win, and no, nothing more than that, you know. Well, that goes back yeah, to what John was saying too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's what I guess. I don't know. Were they trying to like outsmart BC? Like, oh, we're going to give you this guy on this thing, and we're going to. Then we're going to run the other guy out, and then we're going to Johnny Langan's going to be under center. I mean, again, if you if you don't if you have three quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if they're you know you'd want to maybe try and get a guy and build some confidence with a guy like leave him out there. You know, let Wimsett go out there and make his mistakes. Sure, he threw an interception, and then he got the 
uh, hit out of bounds. He was the one, the 15 yarder, and he made the tackle. So he was obviously annoyed that he threw the interception and he wanted to get his pound of flesh. But, you know, at some point you got to, you know, he came in as a, as a pretty heralded recruit for Rutgers, much more so than Evan Simon. And I don't know what they see in him. That's so much better that, you know, they're trying to, you know, bring both of them along. So I, I don't know. Again, I, I think if, if you ask, if you put a, mirror in front of Greg Schiano and said, okay, you could either run the ball or throw the ball the, the entire game. He would say, I'm going to run the ball sure. every single snap yeah. of the game. I don't yeah. even want to give these guys a chance and, to throw the ball. Right. You can't argue with the results, right? They, they pulled the game out, but again, in that fourth quarter drive, it wasn't like they were dominating the line of scrimmage. They did have, you know, success, success on the ground. Sure. But uh, those last two runs. Yeah. And yeah, well, that was, you know, it certainly that was the big one. Um, and let me tell you this, guys, the touchdown run. when I went to the spring game, you know, you're looking for that player, that wow player, that guy like, who's this guy? And for me, it was absolutely uh, Al Shadi Salam. He was, you know, showing a lot of speed. He was, you know, going around end and the same run he had, a uh, touchdown run he had at BC, he had in the spring game. Like, this kid can move. And we got some really nice shots of him, too, because they were featuring him quite a bit during, during that game. And he looked great. And uh, Manungai did his thing. You know, some power running inside with uh, Salam being the slasher. I mean, these guys, and, and let's let's give a credit to the offensive line, oh, Matt. Yeah. You know? I, I, think, I think they did dominate on that drive. Now, there wasn't like one big, for oh. the most part, big hole where guys were ripping off 15, 18 yards at a time. Boston College couldn't stop them. Oh, no. Couldn't but, stop them. Their but size it was up to that point. It wasn't like they were running all running crazy oh, no, no, all no, no, afternoon. No. There, there were a lot of up, things Rutgers needs to It was on, up yeah. till that drive. But, hey, you know, 96 yards. Yeah, and, that was and, great. And, and, and a winning drive. And then they and then they held. Good job on the uh, on the D. A lot of question marks there, too. I mean, Christian Izian is, is all over the field. I mean, he plays like a, a linebacker at safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deion Jennings had a pretty good game. And, uh you know, Powell, Tyreen Powell, these guys. So, so the linebackers, uh, you know, played pretty well. Uh, the line held up. Uh, a couple of picks, um, a longer beam with that read. That was a big one. That was a great read. Um, uh, Christian Broswell had a uh, underthrown ball, but he went and got it. And so uh, they got two picks there from the D. It was big. And so. Um, yeah, they hey. took advantage of BC's turnovers. Absolutely. You know, they, they, they. Turn turnovers into points, and yep. that was the big difference. And Rutgers is one and zero, and it's it's surprising. I mean, uh, we didn't have them winning, and um, thought it would just be a tough uh, a tough road win to start the uh, start the year. But uh, wow, we, we, what a great uh, what a great game and a great start. And also Aaron Crookshank mm-hmm. played uh, played very well. So that that knee, he's moving well. After um, last year's injury, there was a question mark on on he had a big uh, uh, run touchdown run, so he looked good. Um, now they come home, they play Wagner. Uh, now I, you know I know Wagner from Sean, our uh, our photographer, who's uh, taking some great shots for us that we have on the site. He played for Wagner when they were Division Three. Mm-hmm. Played linebacker, Seahawk. He's a Seahawk. Yeah, and uh, now they're. Um, they're now they're in the NEC. They're uh, Division One FCS since when? Since uh, I think uh, you know in the '90s, late '90s. Um, but their their coach is uh, uh, Tom Masella. Is hasn't even won yet at at, at Wagner. Uh, he was a uh, the coach at Fordham at, at one point. Um, 
and they they had the lead against uh, Fordham last week. Uh, then they had a terrible second half. And uh, I watched that game. You did. I did. Yeah. Okay. I have no well, life. Well. I watched the game. Uh, there's a guy. Uh, he's in media in New York. Uh, Mark Ernay. You may hear him. Does WINS once in a while and some CBS Sports. And he's you know he's a radio guy primarily. And he sent out a tweet Thursday night. Hey, uh, because he does uh, sports on the NEC digital network. So he just sent out a tweet. Hey, little surprise at the half. You know, it was 21-14. Wagner was in front of Fordham. So I said, well, let me take a look. So I watched the third quarter and some of the fourth. Pictures were good. The announcing was great. But the play by Wagner deteriorated and Fordham finally got its act together, although they were not perfect. Rutgers will have no problem. Zero, Mm -hmm. none, zero, zero with Wagner. None. None at all. This game is over right now, Johnny. Not a shot. No chance they're going to lose this game. Temple, the next one, maybe because it's a bigger program. They have no – (laughs) they. Just show up and play, yeah, and, and they're going to beat Wagner. And there's a lot it of questions no of taking, taking the opponent in the first place. But listen, it's an FCS team. It's a local team. They want to come and play and take that check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, could you find a Maine and New Hampshire or something along li- those lines in the Northeast, um, which would be perhaps more of a competitive game? Why do you want competitive? So. <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on, on the Wagner matchup, uh, Johnny? Oh, boy, I'm crunching the numbers here. I got all the charts out because I think this is going to be a barn burner. No, I tell you, if they don't, as Matt said, if they don't put this thing to bed in the first quarter, I used to tell the kids on my team, um, you know, the longer you let a team that is not in your league hang around and the more confidence that they can build. So I would say take the opening, opening kickoff, Go right down the field, stick it in the end zone, and then get yeah. it three and out, and then you're on your way. Yeah, Jake, don't turn if the ball over the basics. Over at halftime, then it's, it's it's more of an indictment than anything else. Yeah, don't get hurt, don't make mistakes, and you'll win this game comfortably. And work on the yeah. things that you have to work on, and and um, yeah, that, yeah, it's, use the second half almost as a glorified practice. Right, you know, go work right. on some things, get some get some kids in there, maybe. Yeah. Get Wimsat, you know, some extended run because I really think that he's got to be your guy if you're going into these Big Ten stadiums. And so I, I think, you know, if you can do those things, and as Matt said, stay healthy. I mean, you look just the, these NFL, the preseason, how many really good players are gone for the year. Just mm-hmm. devastating injuries gone for the season. It's football is really a blood sport, man. I tell you, it, it is really a rough sport. Yeah, and I—I'll be at the game. I got—we have four tickets, but guess how many are being used? One, me. <laughs> I'm going, and the Come rest on, of the crew's not, sitting. Danny's not going to paint her oh, face. Oh God, no. number no, one. Sandy, I can't. Maybe if they were game. playing Delaware, right? Yeah, She's right. a Delaware. She didn't even go to right. that game. Come there on, we we, she could have. Uh, well, I will yeah, be in—I uh, will be in the outskirts of Washington D.C. visiting my grandson. So I—I well, oh, I will not yes, be in the area. Congratulations, of course, Matt. Thank you, thank you, Lachlan entered this world oh, a month I love ago. It. Fantastic. What so a you, great name. That is great. Nice Irish name there. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Finn Lachlan. There's name. no doubt, Finn. no doubt it. about it there. No, right? no. He's got uh, <laughs> he's got Irish blood in him for sure. Well, one um 
one issue that came up, and it's a significant one, guys, is Taj Harris, yeah. uh, the uh, uh, transfer who was supposed to lead the, the re- receiving core here for Rutgers, uh, you know, for, former four star, uh, had good games against Rutgers at Syracuse. Uh, he um, decided to leave the team for personal reasons. Uh, not a lot there to go on what exactly happened there. And as usually is the case, we don't get that information. Um, so there's we can only speculate. Um, he only was targeted once, caught a ball for nine yards. Um, don't know if he was expecting to be a major part of the offense and had some issues there. Only a possibility. Could yeah. be something. Could be a family problem. Who knows? We yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, we don't. And hopefully whatever it is, he can address it and maybe come back. You know, the speculation that, you know, he wasn't targeted. He only had, what, one catch. And, you know, if that's what you're going to quit over the first game and you're yeah. not being targeted enough, well, then good riddance. You can't worry about that, yeah. You're not really part of our solution. So I, yeah. I, I'm su- surmising, John, that it's something of a different nature and hopefully he can straighten it out. I don't know if he comes back, but it's an opportunity for other guys to step up. I hate to say it. It's the old cliche coach, right, John? Next but man up, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But and, it is a blow. You wonder if, if, if what it, what it, hopefully it's, you know, not that because if so, then what, what this whole portal, the portalization of co- collegiate sports, I mean, if guys are just going to find their greener pastures, then um, then that's that's not uh, that's not the way you want collegiate athletics to go. And so um, you, you hope it's nothing bad, but you hope that it's not because, as you said, he only got one target. That that would be. Um, he's getting hey, listen, there, there, there's other guys there too. I mean, Aaron Crookshank coming back off the injury. He's a good player. Had a good game. Um, yeah. Shameen Jones has been there for a while been working hard for a long time. Joshua Youngblood came over from Kansas state last year. He's, you know, he wants to get some reps in there too. So, you know, um, but again, he was, you know, a highly touted transfer, uh, and one that was uh, Sean Ryan, another uh, guy from, um, West Virginia that came over. And so those guys were supposed to be one and two, but who, who knows, um, and he did leave the door open, I believe to come back. He just said for, for now. Um, he yep. was uh, taking a leave for now and then let's see if, um, he's able to come back and maybe it's uh, something personal family or something like that possibly yep. could be, um, again, maybe, we don't, uh, like a Tom Brady kind of a, t- take a break in the action for a couple of weeks and then come back. Right. You never, but know. as Matt said, if it's, if it's certainly, if it's something about, Oh, I'm not, you know, if I'm not the, uh, the engine that's running this offense, then I don't want any part of that kind of thing. Um, you know, that's. That's a problem, but that's only speculation at this point. Let's see. Uh, let's yeah, see what happens. His, I take him at his word. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he didn't ghost them. He didn't just not show up and say I'm done. Uh, a reason was laid out, personal reasons, and for now I'm stepping away. I mean, you know, what did he say? Uh, focus on my family and myself. Mm-hmm. Please respect my privacy. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. So the kickoff's at four o'clock, SHI Stadium. Um, and I got three extra tickets. Anybody wants to go <laughs> to the Rutgers? Yeah, it, it uh, will be lightly game. attended. I, think I so. surmise. I think so. That's another thing too. But you know what? Come on. If it's again back to Maine or New Hampshire, one of these New England schools coming down, it, it, it would be the same thing. It's not not like a bunch of bunch of uh, fans will come out 
to see a non-conference game that uh, that, that they should win no. handily. You might so, draw a little bit more because, you know, Maine and New Hampshire, albeit smaller schools, have a bit of a following. There are people who will go to those games and they might make the drive. Right. Uh, but Wagner just doesn't have yeah, it's out you know, Staten Island. The game, the game was played on Staten Island. Again, it was Fordham, but it's a New York City rivalry. And there weren't many people in the stands. That was school hadn't started yet. It was mm-hmm. a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of reasons. But but you caught it on TV. I did. I watched <laughs> it on the uh, NEC digital network. I forget what it's called. But yeah, Mark, and I wish uh, I knew who his partner's name was, but they did a nice job of it. And Wagner, you know what? Wagner played okay. The second half, they didn't. I, I tuned in, as I said, at the start of the third quarter. And, you know, they Fordham kind of just drove right down the start. It was clear that Fordham wasn't happy with the first half, but they had some self-inflicted wounds and Wagner was able to score a little bit in the second half, but mm-hmm. Fordham was just the better team. So that tells you something. As you mentioned, Coach Masella hasn't won yet. They were 0-11. Oh, no, I, were they 0-11 last year? And then the year before, they only played two games with COVID. I mean, yeah. they've had a crazy yeah. schedule. He's been as brought as I'm seeing, to he hasn't them. won yet. Yeah, yeah, they've 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 brought him in to yeah. kind of turn things around. He's an older guy, um, Staten Island guy. And, you know, we'll see. But they're playing in the NEC. It's the level they should play at. That is so far below Rutgers. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. Just, and how about the court? Nick Kargman is their quarterback. Did he look uh, like a guy that can, you know, stretch the field, run? Uh, well, you know, I, will tell you, yeah, I will tell you this. He could run a little bit. His arm was like, listen, he's a, he's a tough kid. Uh, he took some knocks and kept ticking. Uh, his arm wasn't the strongest. There were some breakdowns. And so he was able to take advantage of openings in Fordham's defensive coverage. Mm-hmm. So you sleep on him at your own peril. That right. being said, Rutgers is not Fordham. So yeah. there there shouldn't be those and- openings. Although on Saturday... You know, Jerkovic found guys cutting over the middle all afternoon yeah. long until the pressure started to get to him and, and yeah. he couldn't do much. But, you know, there were guys open. There's no question yeah. about that. And by the way, with the Boston College, and you brought this up, Matt, you said that they um, uh, their offensive line may struggle and they their offensive line struggle, especially in the second half. So you were correct on that. That was their Achilles heel for Boston College. What was the was the uh, their offensive line, which just goes back to say, you know, Johnny, that you need to have you need to have good line play and you can have all the skill positions in the world. But if you don't have good line play, you're not protecting your quarterback, you're not opening holes and it's a problem. And I think I would say probably that Rutgers offensive line outplayed Boston College's offensive line on Saturday. Yeah, it comes down to uh, the big uglies up front, right? Yeah. Who was that guy that used to call them the big uglies? It was one of those announcers I remember. And yeah, if you can impose your will, football is a physical sport as we've covered. And if you can impose your will and push people around, like uh, like Matt said, that that final drive, that they had, a, had the ball, I think they took over with seven minutes and 45 seconds left. And they just wore BC down. And, and it took its toll, those last two runs, um, were the fruits of all the plays that led up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, if you can take someone's will away by just pushing them around long enough, then, then good things are going to happen and you get some good backs in the backfield. And, um, you know, you'll have a, have a good chance to win a game like that, a real mm-hmm. uh, knockdown drag them out affair. Now back to this Saturday, wouldn't it be nice to see Gavin Wimsack get out there and complete some passes? 
maybe a few long passes and get the confidence, Matt, right? Now, yeah, you're, you know, absolutely. you, you got to get the feeling of getting on the, on, you know, and if it's an inferior opponent, fine, but maybe he can get a little bit of uh, confidence going, which is what clicks. And then, you know, even, even when the competition gets faster and stronger, you still, Hey, I can, I can get, I can get the ball to this guy that, you know, you just got to get it in game action. You this know? is solely a confidence building game. Just don't get hurt. That's it. And right. it doesn't have to come on a football play. We've seen guys make cuts and go down yeah. and suffer major injuries, as John alluded to earlier. Well, I mean, what happened to Noah Vedra it happened in practice. So what, whatever happened to him yeah. happened while there could have been a football play. Yeah. Somebody could have hit him. Shouldn't mm. as the quarterback, but well, could have. Yeah, you know, practice. Uh, uh, who, who knows? But, you know, he could have gone out of bounds and landed on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, upper body is all that. Shiano is saying so yeah no it this is a, this is a Saturday where you get a lot of reps for other guys you get looks at other players he'll he'll get that offensive line he'll try to develop some more chemistry but he'll try to move guys you know in and out give them looks keep everybody happy you put a big number on the board you win and you get ready for Temple that's I mean that's really yeah. what this is John yeah Yep, survive and move on. Right? But what's interesting now, so Rutgers wins, a surprising win. They were the underdog, as we talked about, yep. and they come away with the victory. So now how does this set things up for the rest of the year? I mean, you look at Iowa. They were <laughs> they didn't score a touchdown, uh, two safeties and a field goal, and they beat South Dakota State. Uh, so Rutgers should win on Saturday. They should beat Temple. The win this past Saturday sets up a different dynamic for the rest of the season. It was a win that was a bit unexpected. They were underdogs, as we've discussed. And so now you put that in the win column. You're looking to get to the magic number of six. And now you take a different look at the schedule after a week of Big Ten football. So Iowa, they'll open up with. And you would say, well, you know, Iowa will be favored, even though, uh, you know, Rutgers is improved. But then they go out and they have a horrendous game. Yep. They win. Mm -hmm. You know, they beat South Dakota State with two safeties and a field goal. Doesn't mean they won't improve or get better. They hope they do uh, out in the Midwest. But so does that change what you think about Iowa? Minnesota played a weak sister, but they shut them out. They looked pretty good in doing so. I was watching that game. Michigan looked good against Colorado State. You know, yeah, well, um, but the Michigans, the Ohio yeah. State, you're not worried about it. It's the games that Rutgers can win. Right. So now, you know, well, you always put Nebraska in the win column. It's at Rutgers, and Nebraska is in a bit of disarray. So you said, okay, that's a win. Indiana beats Illinois. So is Indiana a little better than anybody thought? Is Illinois a lot worse than people thought? Mm -hmm. uh, where does Indiana stand? Where does Iowa stand? Those are the games now. Right. You know, Minnesota, last week, Steve, you were saying, well, you know, they could beat Minnesota. Minnesota looked pretty good, but again, it was only against New Mexico State. Mm -hmm. So really, really interesting how one week can change things, both for the better in Rutgers' case and for the worse, perhaps in the case of the Hawkeyes. Yeah, and you can't overlook Temple. It's, you know, it's in Philly. Um, very winnable game. Very possible they go to um – Go uh, open up against Iowa in the, for the Big Ten schedule uh, three and zero. They should. They should. They should, you know, now, they should be at this point. Yeah. Give them a game. Yeah. But what did Rutgers ring up last year? Sixty one. Yeah, they were. They 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 beat them up. Means nothing. Good. So when they yeah. get together on the seventeenth, but yeah, 
and they're away. It's in Philly. So, you know, the difference, you know, they were home last year. Um, and then, you know, listen, you know, the Friday night against Nebraska, Indiana, um, Minnesota, all those games are gettable. You know, it's just, you know, in Michigan, but I'm wondering doubt. if they are. Yeah. Are they gettable? You I know, think so. Is uh, Indiana now better? Oh, I think that uh, I think without question, Minnesota got a couple of guys back that Ibrahim uh, uh, came back, yeah. missed all of they're last gonna year. They're going to be tough. The, they're, they're, the not gonna, they're not you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out, but they're not going to be they're not going to go to Minnesota uh, being favored by any means. But if you know, again, as I said last week with those those single digit, uh, if you're an underdog and it's a single digit situation, those are the games just like B.C. OK, single digit. Um, those are the games that, you know, aren't impossible to to win. Um, and then Michigan's always interesting because we, as we said last week, that they uh, uh, they've played them very well the last two years. I mean, is maybe that up and maybe Michigan plays like Michigan and and uh, and dominates this year. I that that's very possible. So, uh, well, Steve, how about how about this as a Rutgers fan? You have a very real opportunity to be walking into Columbus, Ohio, to take on Ohio State as a four and zero Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and that's what I would be selling my kids on right now. Wagner, you know, you don't ever want to look past anybody, but as Matt and, and I and you alluded yeah. to earlier, that and should with, be a dub. As Matt you can't said, be clutching your pearls, going to Temple. I mean, let's let's be honest. Rutgers as a Big Ten team now, and you're. Year three with with Chiano, right. they should bury a Temple team. They, you know, second half again impose your will, and then right. you know Iowa at home. If if you really want to make the jump, get it done at home against Iowa. You know, this, it doesn't look to be, um, you know, a vintage Hawkeye team. The seven three win on Saturday, no. notwithstanding, but you should really want to go into and and for have people to really take you seriously. I mean, really seriously in the conference. Let's go into Ohio State with a big smile on our face at four and zero, and then we're playing with. Oh yeah, listen, they, they've played Iowa tough at home. Uh, they they played them well, and you know, you know, one score game. Uh, you know, Ohio State, we know what's going to happen there. But then, um, you know, Nebraska, Indiana, again, the possibility. Oh, is that's now their that season. You, now that you beat that Boston College, that you know that six wins is you know six wins is possible. It it, it is so. We'll, uh, Let's start we'll, to we'll get see. it done. You know, we keep saying, "Oh, well, maybe this, and if we could do this, and uh, let's start to get it done." We're, we're, we got to start to turn the corner at some point, and you know, beating an Iowa team at home should be something that you know you can do more often than not. Yeah. And, well, as you said, you're going to Ohio State where you'll get waxed. But hey, listen, let's get our shot. It will be a four and one. Who stay cares? healthy. Best- stay healthy yeah. on Saturday. Uh, take care of business there. Take care of business against Temple, and then that Iowa game. I, it, you know, and I'll be let down. it fly, baby. Darn it, I'll be down in Florida that that weekend. So um, yeah, and but, then pretty uh, soon we'll be gearing yeah. up for those big. Rutgers USC Big Ten matchup. Oh yeah, yeah. So what? What? What, the heck is what, that? what are what are your thoughts on that with the, the expansion of the Big Ten and you know, the Pac-12 is a nice conference. You know, uh, you know UCLA USC. 
You know, um, money, yeah, money, money, yeah. money, money. Well, yeah. you know, Fox, it, it, Fox got so part all, of the big seven billion dollar package. So there's, is there going to be two conferences? There's going to be the SEC and yeah. the Big Ten, and everybody's going to be lining up on underneath these banners, man. Yeah, it's, it's, a, ba- it's a battle between those two. Yeah, there might be a third. There okay. might be a third. But yeah, that's what's happening to college football. It's a joke. It's it over. really is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and John, I agree with you, but it is what it is, man. Like I, yeah. I had this discussion with a friend of mine who was all for it, and I said, you know, where's the interest? And he goes, oh well, Wisconsin, USC. I said, well, yeah, they played in the Rose Bowl a couple of times. All right, so what about? You know, what about Indiana, USC, or what about Illinois, UCLA, or what about Minnesota? Like, there's no rivalry, and I think college football is predicated on that, but it's more And I think geography matters. Geography matters. Sure, well, that's why you have rivalries, right? They're close to you, and and you could be there. I mean, there's some national rivalries. USC, Notre Dame, for instance, is one of them. But the, the fact of the matter is the local rivalry, to me, is what sells. Nobody really cares maybe nationally about Oregon playing Oregon State or Washington playing, you know, uh, Arizona State. And so I'm not sure what the interest overall will be when USC comes into Evanston, Illinois, to play Northwestern. But I do know the money talks. Where's Fox located? L.A. Yeah. Fox just became part of the big three-headed monster for television for the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Fox... CBS and NBC wanted the LA market and they got it. Yeah. Well, a day of finding Rockers on a, on a, a Rockers game, which I thought I'd yeah. have a problem this past uh, weekend because it was on the ACC network, but that yeah. was part of ESPN. I was able to find it. I was able to get yeah. it on, on TV. But, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to, hey, Fox, um, uh, NBC or CBS, is that the three? Those are the three. Now, uh, and always be able to find the Rockers game. Great. Well, the Big Ten Network is still going to be there, so Rutgers may not be a regular visitor to those three. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Michigan, Ohio mm-hmm. State, USC, yeah. UCLA. You will see Penn State. You're going to see the big guys there. Will Will Rutgers get there someday? That's the hope. But I don't think you'll see Rutgers too often on national TV. I don't know what, I don't know what the contract calls for. I don't know whether they demand that every team be on once in one of those premier games. I, you know, I don't know, but no, you'll you know, still, you'll still, have, reasons, you'll still have to be looking for them, right. Steve. Big 10 network yes. though is where you'll find the most. Likely. Well, and I, I have the big 10 network. So that, that works, but there yeah. have been you times where I, is that I'm, I'm glad that these kids are finally being able to cash in with this whole name, image and likeness, because they're the ones that, you know, these big networks and these conferences and whatnot that are pulling these teams here, there, and everywhere. It's all about the kids, and you're going to take the UCLA guys, you're going to fly them out to, to uh, New Brunswick one weekend, and then the next week they're going to be flying back, and then they're going to be going here. It's almost like they're professional teams, you know, Matt? I mean, you know you're up and down in planes here and there. They, they are. And, Let's face it, John. Um, they kind of are. But and then yeah. if yes, okay. But UCLA flies out to SHI Stadium. Is that that's got to be a three or four o'clock kickoff, right? They're not going to have a, a, a waking up in, in nine a.m. kickoff in in Southern California, yeah, are they? Or, not. Who, I mean, know? they might. I guess they no, get the most likely, that, you're right. that can be, be figured out. But start. but um, it's a lot of travel. And uh, well, here's here's and nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. It's football, basketball. But now Steve Peichel is going to take in the middle of 
December, he's going to run out to California yeah, for a two on game Tuesday trip. night. You know, all that sort of stuff. Look, look, I, I think most schools do a pretty good job of making sure the kids get through it and many graduate, right? I mean, the NCAA has been on top of that. Rutgers has been brilliant at it. So, you know, whether or not they're graduating with degrees in molecular engineering, by the way, none of us did. So I'm not going to hold anybody else to that standard. I did. Um, <laughs> they do graduate for the most part. And so kudos to them. It makes it more difficult. But those are revenue producing sports. So now you're going to have the volleyball team and UCLA, I, I assume UCLA and USC have good volleyball teams, just it's in the cradle. Uh, the Big Ten's a terrific volleyball conference. Mm -hmm. They have great uniforms, I'll, I'll tell you that. But now you've got USC and UCLA traveling for, what, a Thursday volleyball game yeah. at Rutgers? Yeah. Wrestling, mm -hmm. um, men's, women's soccer, like traveling cross-country for those sports, does it make any sense? But – the Big Ten's deal with those three networks totals seven billion dollars over seven years. Big chunk of change. The payout apparently is yeah. going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of eight hundred to a hundred million dollars per team, mm -hmm. which yeah. might get Rutgers out of its deficit situation. Could be. Because Could. Matt, here's a question for you. There's been a lot of talk that um, to switch sports that the Big East basketball conference has been trying to add a couple of teams, and there's always been that pipe dream. Hey, maybe we could get Gonzaga and St. Mary's to jump on board. Maybe that's not all that stupid now when you hear that UCLA and USC are going to be coming to play in the Big Ten. You never know. For sure. That, that and you be. know what? There's there's fear in every athletic director's office of being left out. And yeah. so they're scrambling. What what does Arizona State do? What does Washington State do? What's happening in the Big Twelve when you know their big teams go to the SEC? They're worried about being left out. Mm. They want to. They want to have a part of that television money, and then musical chairs. Yeah, right. and then and then they'll dictate college athletics. Well, the NCAA won't cease to exist, but it will cease to exist as it currently does because those guys will control things. From a basketball standpoint, Seton Hall, Providence, basketball schools only. John, I yeah. just hope that in the money grab that will take place and continue to take place in college athletics. There is some money left on the table for a strong basketball-centric conference that has yeah. won national championships so that March Madness can retain some of the feel. You can still have that mm. rare St. Peter's story, but a Villanova can win a national championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, Georgetown can win a national championship. It's been a long time. I know they're really not that good. But at any rate, that's what I'm afraid of, that the big boys, the schools that have both high-powered football and basketball programs exactly. saying we want all the dough and the heck with everybody else. And as you know, yeah. you know, as a Rutgers alum and big 10 guy now, I love the big East. I, I love that conference. And I, you know, and I, I'd hate to see anything happen in terms of just, I like the rivalry. I like the, what we talk about and you guys are big, big East guys and with Providence and Seton hall. And so I, I, I want that to stay put, but again, I'm, I go old school on this. I don't like that. I, I thought the Pac-12 was a nice conference. And, um, you know, I guess it's a survival play by UCLA and USC. That's the way they're seeing 100%. it. 100%. And uh, that's the way college sports is. That's the way the world's going. going. That's yeah, why man. there's live. Yeah, there, there you go. That's why football in the NFL plays 17 games and why they're soon going to go to an 18-game right. schedule. Right. And, you know, on and on and on it goes. It's yeah. it's it's really about the moolah date. It, it is. So – 
4 p.m. SHI Stadium, Rutgers, Wagner. Get there early. Three oh, extra no. tickets, could, anybody. Come could, on, get, get in the car and we'll, when we'll go. Spot. We'll go to Piscataway. So uh, that'll do it for this week. Johnny, good to have you back, my man. Good to hear you. How's uh, how's Yokin? How's the uh, how's the pooch? He's doing great. I tell you, he's really making a difference when I bring him to work at Kessler. He he comes into the rooms with me, and a lot of these people are are facing you know really life altering mm-hmm. um, you know what, situations, and he just brings an automatic smile to people's faces. And he comes around, and he'll jump up and give them kisses and licks, and he just is he's something awesome. else. Awesome. Not only, not only does he help you, but he lights up the room at uh, Kessler. He really does. Yeah. He's making a difference in, in my world. And also for a lot of people, when I, when I bring him around the unit, it's amazing. Cool. And, and Matt devils, what's going on? You starting up now, huh? Yeah. Next Wednesday, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So a week from today, I head to Buffalo for prospects tournament. We have games against Montreal, Boston, and Buffalo. And then camp for the big boys opens up a couple of days later uh, on the 21st, I believe it is. I just know I'll, I'll show up whenever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then we're off. So back to work. Yes, All sir. Right. All right. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it uh, for this week's RU review. We'll be back next week. We record early in the week. We try to get it out by midweek or so you can listen to us on spotify on soundcloud on stitcher we're on google play google podcasts so uh, wherever pretty much where you get your podcasts uh, will be there itunes as well you can check out our site moresportsnow.com the uh, podcasts are on that site as well and so we'll catch you all next week bye bye <laughs>